Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to When Opportunity Knocks, where each week we bring you the story of a woman who saw an opportunity and turned it into success. Join us as we dive into how she did it and the lessons we can all apply in our own business and life from her experience. And this week, I'm going to talk about an opportunity that I see for all business owners around the people part of our business. And this is an important discussion that's going to take place over several episodes because we really need to get a handle on the people problem that we all suffer from, the ability to attract, retain, and engage people in our organizations that will help us achieve our missions and get the job done. You know, in business, we're always looking for a competitive edge, and we work hard to differentiate our products and services from our competitors. So we can win new clients and increase our revenues and grow our businesses. That's the goal. We work hard to control our expenses so we can keep more of the revenue that we earn as profit. And we watch our market dollars very carefully. We spend what we spend on systems and equipment and other resources with great care, the care that's needed to develop and deliver our products and services at a price the market will bear. And included in this category are people our employees. And that's what we're going to discuss and take a a look at from a variety of perspectives uh, in this episode and the episodes that follow around this issue. You know, the cost for our employees is usually hefty. It's It's a big number. And sometimes it's hard to justify, especially when you figure in the cost of benefits which can add another 50% to what you're paying employees in wages. Employers are viewed as the big bad guy. And employees are viewed as an expense and one that's difficult to calculate as a return on investment. And when times get tough, the first place companies usually look to make cuts is employees. Why? because cutting salary and job can give the biggest and bottom line. Now, businesses make and deliver products and services to the market in exchange for money. They want a profit, but they can't do it without people. It's the people in a business that make it run. People are the power behind all profit. Employees, contractors, vendors, suppliers, prospects, and customers. They can make or break your success, and they control your profit margin, not you. Here is how. You charge a price for what you sell. If you've done your pricing right, you factor in the cost to create, manufacture, deliver your product and service, including overhead, labor, materials, the marketing, selling, and a profit margin. But if something goes wrong in your production or your delivery or your customer service, 
or the quality of your product and service or any other part of how you create and deliver what you do, you will take a hit directly to your profits. All of those processes are controlled by people, and that's a big variable. As a consultant, I see this all the time. Great revenues, but less than great profits. And the business owner is left wondering what happened. The answers can usually be traced to the human element, a mistake, something forgotten, poor quality, the cost to rectify a complaint, even absenteeism. Any petered into the profit model is going to eat your profit if it occurs because people power your profits. Let's look at some examples. A client of mine had a thriving business for a number of years, and he had built a solid reputation as a leader in his industry. He creates and delivers a product that's complex, and there's a lot that can go wrong with his process. It's heavy people involvement, and it requires accurate measurements and a lot of other factors that depend on people both inside and outside of his organization. So good communication and coordination and collaboration are a must for success. In one case, there was neither. A measuring mistake had occurred, and in order to rectify the error, new products had to be created, an unhappy client had to be soothed, the other side of the equation was the vendor who had to be finessed to help the client uh, out with the problem, and the cost to rectify that one mistake wiped out almost all of the profit on that particular job. And it happens way more than you think. We measure the revenue, we measure the profit, but we don't often keep an eye on the things that can go wrong that we didn't anticipate that can eat away that profit like a disease. Here's another example. A business I'm aware of, let's call it the best customer service business on earth, provides stellar customer service and they pride themselves on being the best at it. It's one of their differentiators. But one day, a serious complaint was received about one of their customer service representatives. And after some investigation, it was discovered that there were situations numerous situations impacting that company's reputation that involved this particular customer representative. Now, she was very knowledgeable and very skilled, but she wasn't nice to the customers. And when asked if she could be nice, be friendlier, be more helpful, she basically admitted that she hated her job and she didn't think she could do it any better. So how many hits did that company take to its customer service standing before there was that complaint that led to the discovery. How many customers just walked away in disgust because they didn't like dealing with her? What kind of impact did that have, not only their revenues, but their profits and their reputation, which was so important to them? They will never know. There's no way to know that. And, you know, it isn't always a mistake or bad service. Sometimes it's just carelessness or a general lack of caring or a lack of focus. 
just not being interested in what's being done. When employees aren't engaged, they're walking through the day not caring. One client I know had a lady handling a particular product line, and she was pleasant, did a good job, made very few mistakes, but she just didn't feel like what she was doing was important. And one day she made a negative remark about a client in an email to a colleague. Okay, that seemed innocent enough, right? But you know how those email threads go. They go on and on and things get buried down deep inside them. And at one point, somebody sent the email or carbon copied rather the client on the email because it was involving a question that had to be asked of the client. And as luck would have it, the client read the entire email, the entire thread, all the way to the point where this negative disparaging remark had been made about them. Well, guess what? <laughs> that didn't go over very well. And it really created quite a ruckus. You can imagine what they had to do to clean that up and the cost associated with it. Not only was there a lot of customer service finessing and cost associated with that, the employee was fired, and that added the cost of looking for, interviewing, and hiring a replacement. None of that planned in the cost of this project. All of it eating away at profits, and all from one careless remark in an email, because somebody just wasn't taking good care. You know, according to the Gallup organization, only about 30% of American workers are engaged in their work. And Gallup defines workers in three categories, and we're going to talk about those statistics in just a minute. So let's take a quick break, come back, let's hear what Gallup has to say. If you are a woman who struggles in a business world that keeps your earnings lower than they should be, and doesn't support the success you want, no matter how long and hard you work, then I would like to speak with you. Hi, I'm Nancy O'Keefe, and as an executive coach, I'm on a mission to help women maximize their earning potential and create a business life that serves them. You know, success is unique to each one of us, and cookie-cutter career and business models don't give most of us what we want and need. I help women just like you develop their own style of success and learn how to find more opportunity, increase their earning power, and create a business life they love. I'd love to speak with you. Sign up for a free Love Your Business Life consultation with me at www.nancyokeefecoaching.com and let's schedule a time to talk. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is, you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who've been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. 
We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dream. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Welcome back. So we're talking about the 70% of Americans who are disengaged in their work. We've already talked about some examples of how that can show up and cost a company money of employees. The engaged employee is the person that has a passion for what they're doing. They have a profound connection with their company and they believe in their work. They're the people in your organization that drive innovation, that care, that really move your organization forward. And unfortunately, you only have about 30% of your workforce that falls into that category. Next, Gallup defines the not engaged employee. And these are people who have basically checked out, not unlike our email culprits. They're putting in their time, they're doing an okay job, but the energy level, the passion isn't there. They're just going through the motions. And those people are what I call an organization. The third type are those that are actively disengaged. These employees are very unhappy, and it's not enough just to be unhappy, but they're actually acting out their unhappiness. Every day, they're actively undermining all of the good things that are going on in your organization. Not unlike some of the examples we saw above, especially that customer service rep who was unable to be nice to the customers. The point here is that people power your profits. When we look at the Gallup study that was done, we see that there are eight aspects of the people problem that Gallup studies. How they impact your profit, which is what we're talking about here, but it's also about productivity, turnover, safety issues, shrinkage, absenteeism, quality, and even safety of your customers. And it's a known fact based on the study, that 10% customer rating can be improved. A 10% improvement can be made if you have more engaged employees. 22% profit improvement and 21% improvement in productivity, all because people are more engaged in what they're doing. The reverse of that is that you can have as much as 37% less absenteeism and 41% less mistakes, equating to better quality concerns, which translate directly to the cost of your insurance. So people power your profits. People are responsible for all of the hidden amounts of money that seep out of your business. And businesses need to acknowledge that their success is tied directly to their ability to motivate people, not to move products, and services. 
people bring the creativity, the ideas behind all of the innovation needed to stay viable in the marketplace. People design the products and services that your customers need and want. People build the relationships with other people, buyers, bankers, pro and customers. And those people nurture and care for those relationships. So they turn into the money that you're in business to earn. People deliver your products and services. And if something goes wrong, they are the face of your company, the first line of defense for customer care. How they interact with the customer or the supplier or the vendor directly impacts your company's bottom line and its reputation. People carry the knowledge of your business, information, the experience, the history, the information that is your story, the process, the know-how. And when you have employees that are not engaged, turning over, all of that knowledge is at risk. Even if you have processes documented, which most companies don't, you are at risk of losing key knowledge bases in your organization just from turnover. And we all know if you are one of the lucky few that have your processes documented, you're probably not updating them and keeping them in a position where you could backfill if you needed to when someone left. That same Gallup info that we've been talking about that said 51% of employees are actively looking for of the knowledge that can be lost. Everything can be traced back to people, employees, and those people should be treated like gold. And yet, companies typically view them as an expense. People are actually an asset. And your goal as an employer is to attract and retain highly engaged people. People who care and are actively engaged in what they do. You don't want the walking dead in your organization, and you certainly don't want the actively disengaged, the angry, unhappy worker who is looking for a way to undermine your effort in retaliation for an unhappy life. And when we come back from a quick break, we're going to talk a little bit about the actively disengaged and how you can avoid them. And we'll be right back. You can be the best at what you do and still not find the success you want if your ideal clients can't separate you from your competition. So how can you stand out? You need a sustainable competitive advantage that gets clients' attention. When it's hard for clients to differentiate you from others that do what you do, you need to help them see you as the best choice. I call it a superpower. And the good news is everyone has one. So contact me, Nancy, at nancyokeefecoaching.com to learn how you can discover your superpower and stand out from the crowd. I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. 
Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community so that we might have a conversation about how eWomen Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. And let's start the conversation. So the actively disengaged worker who's out to really kind of misery, they feel they're suffering in their life, which may or may not be a result of their job. They're pretty easy to spot, especially in a smaller organization. They tend to be the complainers that usually want to spread their complaints and get other people on board with those uh, ills. They don't usually last in smaller companies because the smaller business owners care about their employees. They have to. They work closer to them, and they work directly with them every day. The smallest business owners know they can't afford to make a hiring mistake. They simply don't have the time or the money to waste on people that aren't the right people. There isn't any room in a 25-person organization for the actively disengaged. And the good news is that the other employees you have will naturally help to weed them out if they start to threaten the culture. They'll be left out of lunch invites. They'll be ostracized, not spoken to. They won't be given a helping hand during the day to get their work done. And after work, there'll be no socializing. They're basically excommunicated. And usually what happens is they will leave of their own accord. But the best defense is a good hiring process that uses assessments and carefully crafted interview questions so they are never hired in the first place. But once your company grows and crosses the 25-employee barrier, engagement goes down to around 30%, from 41%, which is what smaller companies with 25 employees or less usually enjoy. And at 30%, it's interesting, it doesn't seem to matter by gender, education level, or even income level, that 30% is about the same number across the board. In larger organizations, it does dip a little bit. Once you get over 1,000 employees, it drops into the upper 20% level. It hovers around 30. The bigger the workforce, the easier it is for those people that are the walking dead, the not engaged, to hide. There's plenty of places in organizations where they can go through the motions pretty much unnoticed and get away with it. And the actively not engaged thrive in those organizations. They can find ways to really get people on board and they can be like a cancer eroding the whole culture. So I'm left wondering what the difference is, how the smallest business owners, when they have the smallest budgets for hiring, the biggest difficulty getting affordable benefits, and the smallest ability to give raises and other things that retain quality employees. I think it has everything 
to do with the close proximity and access to the owner. The owner has a face, a name, talks to the employees, may even socialize with them. You know their family. You hear about their kids, their pets. It's a relationship that gets built. The owners care and they appreciate. They have to because they see their staff as people and they know they need them to be successful. They look at them as an asset, not just a faceless expense that negatively impact bottom line. You know, we talk a lot about customer loyalty and retention, and we work very hard in our businesses to improve that. We talk a lot about employee retention. We talk about how hard it is to attract, engage, and keep top talent. It's a hot topic today, and it will be for the foreseeable future, but we don't do very much about it. Employees are not viewed as an asset. They are viewed as an expense. And the objective of every hiring manager is to get the best hire in the door at the lowest salary possible. Loyalty between company and employee in most organizations went out the window decades ago. No wonder loyalty was really never a two-way street anyway. When you work for a company your whole career for that proverbial gold watch, the company usually got a much better deal than the employee did. The employee was just glad to have the security of the job. And that's the Bob Cratchit School of Employee Motivation. It doesn't work, and it leaves companies with a workforce of 70% disengaged employees. I hear a big disconnect in the marketplace between employers and employees. Companies complain that they can't find qualified help. There's a shortage of talent to retain their best employees. And it's true. We've already uncovered the statistic that 51% of American workers are actively looking to change jobs. But on the other side, I hear employees saying there's no opportunity. They can't get a raise. They're passed over for promotions and new projects. They don't feel seen, heard, noticed in their organizations. And this makes no sense to me. It's like a coin that has two sides, each with a different denomination. Heads is 25 cents and tails is a nickel. It's that I believe helps to create the walking dead in organizations. It's pretty hard to get excited and feel passion for your work when you are a faceless employee no one notices. Never mind, appreciate. And how about the actively disengaged, or rather the actively enraged is what I call them. They are like a bad little child who didn't get enough attention and are acting out. If 70% of our workforce is, is not engaged, at what point do they cross that line and start to lash out? And what causes them to do it? What causes them to become the actively enraged? Episode is the first of a series that is designed to explore this problem and what can be done about it. The baby boomers and the Gen Xers have lived with it, even accepted it, but the millennials as a generation of workers are not willing to settle for it. And 
they are already approaching 50% of the workforce. It's imperative that we look at this problem, put focus on it, and solve this people problem. We need to understand it and develop a new way of thinking about it. This is a very complex issue, but we can find solutions that will solve it, and we must, to create the workplace of the future. In every problem lies an opportunity. That's what this show is all about. And I see a huge opportunity in this people problem for businesses. As business owners, we struggle to differentiate ourselves in our markets. We struggle with our products. We struggle with our services. It is increasingly difficult to get the attention of the buying public and to be heard in a crowded marketplace. Technology has made it possible to be heard by leveling the playing field, but now there is so much noise out there that it is increasingly difficult to be noticed. The average attention span is about seven seconds today, barely enough time to be seen, never mind understood. We need a new competitive advantage in business today, and it needs to be sustainable. It needs to differentiate us and it needs to last into the foreseeable future. People can be that differentiated. I call it the human competitive edge. And we will be exploring that in this series. I will also be looking for your thoughts, your feedback, and your ideas over the coming weeks. So stay tuned and stay in the conversation. And let's find the opportunity for this in this for company and employee alike.